And we are back with best books ever. Uh, yeah, we're back doing it again. We got the next part of Well of Ascension, uh, part three, and we are close to the end. And I think this one, <laughs> this part really shows it. Uh, it seems obvious, but there is a lot of stuff and I think it just does a really good job. I think we talked about this last time with Brandon's, uh, you know, his, you know, his just way of writing. Uh, maybe it was last time. I don't know. We're just like some things, if I were to be overly critical, I think we talked about this with the last book, maybe, you know, you know, if we're really trying to be critical of his writing, I think there are some things that are a little too, uh, a little too heavy handed, you know? Um, some things which we haven't really seen the, uh, the payoff of that I obviously won't spoil. Um, you know, but there are certain things where, you know, they just keep kind of repeating and it's like, okay, I get it. I mean, I feel like that does happen in real life, right? Like you don't ever only say something once. Um, but with it being the end of the book, you know, it, it ending the way it did, clearly setting up um you know obviously there's still a little bit more book left but clearly setting up the last book um we got some big questions though and, and you know i think we'll get to that but um starting off with the end as we always do a lot of stuff happened right at the end <laughs> you know i mean we cover full parts and luckily for this series in particular um, Brandon actually has split up his book into parts, so it does sometimes have that, that, like, TV sort of, uh, feeling, where every time you finish an episode of, you know, like, a, uh, a episode of a show that's more dramatic, you know, more of, like, dramatic writing, like Game of Thrones or something like that, um, you know, they always try to make the ending something big, not necessarily, like, a grand cliffhanger, but maybe some piece of information or leading you to what we're going to want to pick up with like questions and answers for next episode. And so, you know, I think us having this natural split in parts with the book, and obviously he's writing them in a certain way uh, to make the end of a part meaningful and up in the air with a bunch of possibilities uh, helps us, right? So, like, with this one in particular, I think this one is even more so than most parts that we've finished. Um, so, it ends with a lot of stuff. So, I guess we'll start with the more laid-back things that happen. Uh, Ellen and Vin get married. Great thing right there. Big moment for Vin's character progression. Um, obviously, we can go all the way back to you know, the first page, well, I guess she wasn't mentioned the first page, but, you know, the first page of the first book all the way up until now. But I think a little more recently, she has been having this huge struggle with trust and self-doubt, and it's only gotten worse as the series has gone on. Um, a lot of little things happen to kind of pile up, especially in this part. Um, but for it to get to the end and her, her be the one to be like, dying <laughs> not in grave danger so as it you know you know kind of alleviates that very early in the interaction but 
you know, even for her to be in that state and everything to have just happened and her to be like, I'm thinking clearer than I've ever been before. Um, do you know any wedding ceremonies? What's the quickest one? You know, Ellen to be kind of freaked out and her to be like, stop talking. <laughs> you know, I love you. Do you love me? All right. Is, is, is it done? Are we married now? I thought that was very nice. Um, obviously, just the sentiment, but then also, like I said, for her to finally realize that she she's always looking at things the wrong way. I feel like there's so many points in this entire series where you can you can say that about Vin, about like Vin, you're you're looking at this the wrong way. You're thinking about this the wrong way, um, and like for her to almost become self-aware and be like, oh, I, I have been doing that. Then to get the point to be like, no, like it doesn't have to, you know, her and Zane, Zane's whole logic was very lonely, very lonely type of logic. Um, you know, you know, there's even the one point in this book where he, where he comes in and he just keeps spouting about how like, oh, you're, you're too attached to him. Ellen's using you, all that stuff. And you know, you could have killed all those Alamancers by yourself, but you were too busy worried about him. And at that point, it's just like, but am I not supposed to have any loved ones, family, friends, anything like that? Because by your logic, I would always be putting myself in that predicament where I may be surrounded by, again, loved ones and something bad happens and I can't go crazy because... I don't want to hurt someone else. By your logic, you're saying that I should just be, <laughs> I should be like a ghost. Never talk to anyone, never love anything, never want anything. It's terrible. It's very bad. You know, I think both of them, you know, that has been a very obvious uh, comparison between those two, right? You know, I think that's one of the main points, if not the main point of the Zane character even existing is for us to see, okay, they have come up uh, very tough, very rough lives, but they, you know, they kind of split at one point. And uh, Zane never quite learning to love, learning to trust, and Vin finally getting something like that. Um, and, and, and Zane just not, purely just not being able to understand what that means, you know. You, you can try to, you know, it's like talking to a brick wall where it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I love them. I trust them. And, and, and he just equates that to, like, he hears that. It rattles around in his brain. And he understands that as you're being used by them. It's like, no, that's not... <laughs> No, you just fundamentally don't understand what that means. And then even like when he left Straff in his mind, he was like, I love him. But it's, it's that raised the question to me where does he really love him? Does he even understand what that means? Because then you look at Vin and it's like, you're not quite transitioning <laughs> Um, you know, but then again, if that is the only person he loves right now, then he just probably just copies and pastes that with every other relationship that he sees. And in his specific one, he was being used by Straff. 
he was literally the tool, the knife, you know, and so maybe that's the only type of love that he knows. And so he just kind of brings that to everyone else's situation. That's not at all like Ellen. Ellen is not using Vin like the, the closest he's ever come was when the whole like Church of the Survivor thing, um, which was very tough. And it's, you know, you think maybe we should have talked to Vin beforehand, but um, anyway, yeah. So they're married now. That was a, that was a big tangent on that. Um, let's see. Um, I want to talk about Sazed and what he did at the end there, but I think I'll leave that for last because that'll go into predictions for the end of the book. So we'll, we'll put a pin in that one. Um, Vin killing Zane was huge, right? Very glad. Hated Zane by the end of it. <laughs> Probably definitely the most frustrating character in this whole series so far. Very glad that he's dead. Um, um, it did reveal some things, though. One, Vin, very powerful. Very, very powerful, very clever. Does not give herself enough credit. Clearly, she's special. Um, we are under the assumption that the running theory right now is that she's the hero of ages. That's definitely what Sazed believes, and I think even Vin believes it to a certain extent. Um, and if that's the case, I think that would explain a lot of things, like how she defeated the Lord Ruler the way she did. She seemingly pulled from the mists. We're not quite sure if that's how that worked or not. Um, you know, piercing copper clouds. And now, this new thing she did, which is basically have an answer for ATM. Now, it's kind of confusing, I think, to think about and even more confusing to explain. The way I read it was, or the way I understood it, I guess, was that Zane used ATM against her, right? So Vin was going to throw a punch or whatever. Zane saw that that was going to happen because he can see a few seconds in the future. And so he, he before she even, like, cocked back or whatever, he reacted to her punch because, you know, he, he you know, he's going to get out in front of it, right? So Vin, normally, you would just do it and you would whiff the punch, right? But what Vin did was Vin paid attention to his very subtle movements and basically used Zane's reaction to see what she was going to do before she even knew what she was going to do. So she almost looked, she also kind of looked into her own future and then changed it, did something else. But then Zane was already reacting to the first possibility. And that was his downfall <laughs> because now there's a second possibility. So like Vin basically like, she basically like pump faked him, I guess. Because even Zane, when he was dying, he confirmed it where he said that her, her like shadow or whatever, her like future shadow split at the last second. Which is crazy. Again, like, we, you know, we already know Vin's special. Um, you know, one, she's the main character. So obviously there's going to be something there. But, you know, with her like piercing copper clouds and being able to apparently draw from the mists, kill Lord Ruler, all that stuff. 
um, for her to now, again, not sure if she's going to be able to replicate it ever. I mean, again, like as of right now, we don't know of any other Mistborns that exist. So maybe she won't ever have to do that again. She won't ever have to, you know, combat ATM. Um, but like, I don't know, man, it's, it's just crazy because like, I think I talked about this, uh, one of the previous parts, I don't know, probably when Vin discovered Duralamin, it's probably when I went into depth about this, but so many things that Vin has done and Vin knows that Kelsier didn't know and didn't do. It's like, man, we, you know, cause in the first book we always looked at Kelsier as like the, the expert and he knows every, I mean, he, I mean, he is the teacher to the main character. Um, but now we're sitting here <laughs> almost done with the second book. Um, you know, there's been almost more pages in this series without Kelsier than with Kelsier. And, you know, if, if Kelsier could, could somehow see Vin and just see like all the discoveries she's made and all these things that she's done that Kelsier couldn't even comprehend, you know, Kelsier had no idea how to defeat the Lord Ruler. He had no idea. I, I guarantee you, he had no idea about the Lord Ruler using Ferrochemi and uh, Alamancy. Didn't really look, to, uh, I'm sure he didn't really look too far into the logbook the way Vin got obsessed with it. Um, you know, Duralamin didn't know how the 11th metal worked. Uh, couldn't pierce copper clouds, you know, like, like all these things. And it's like, I don't know, it's just, just kind of crazy to think about. Um, and then also with Orsor, big thing there, he's not Tensoon, or, or he always was, or he mostly always was, right around when the, the whole Wolfhound thing happened, uh, big reveal, right, I'm not sure, I feel like the first time I read this, so the only other time, uh, definitely didn't guess Tensoon, I feel like by this point in the book, you're kind of not thinking about that anymore, you know, like there's so many, so many things have happened and even Vin, again, at this point in the book, you know, chapter 39 through 48, um, not a whole lot of like her investigating anymore. Like it kind of ended with Demu at the last part and, and I'm, I'm trying to scan my notes and I'm like, I don't really think there was a moment in this entire part where Vin was like, all right, let's try to look into the Chandra more. I don't think it happened at all because there's just so many things that have happened and it's like that spy isn't really my main focus right now. Like there's a lot of other pressing things happening. Um, so for it to end up being Orosaur, who's actually Tenzin, uh, it makes so much sense, right? Everything makes sense about how, how close, like they weren't only close in like their circle, but he was with Vin the whole time, probably the most important person he could have been cl close to. Um, and then also just never suspected, like, I don't remember any of the characters being like, what's, uh, what's going on with, uh, with, with Orsor, you know, could, you know, could it be him? No one ever gave it a second thought. Um, which is funny because that's kind of the reason why Vin liked that, uh, that, that, that Orsor, the Chandra was a dog. It's like, oh, well, no, no one's ever going to think twice about the, you know, me always having you around cause you're, you're my pet. Um, but it, it kind of worked against her, <laughs> um, you know, so, 
Uh, but that was that was obviously a good reveal, and then for it to twist again immediately into her favor, um, you know, for him to kind of be like read between the lines, you know, and was, was able to help her out, and we know now that uh, that Condra fear allomancers because they can somehow control them, um, which is crazy. Uh, I don't know if we'll see more of that. I actually don't remember. <laughs> You know, I've I've read you know this this series before, but I I don't remember if, if we see that come up again. Um, you, you know, because it's crazy, and, and also it's Vin, so Vin's the only one who knows about it, and I don't think Vin would ever do that again unless it was like dire, kind of like it was now. Um, you know, but again, like her her whole thing with trust. You know, I think her knowing this piece of information and being close to Tensoon, even though Tensoon kind of betrayed him, her. Uh, he betrayed her at the end. Um, you know, I don't think that she would just abuse that secret. Especially given the fact that she knows it because he told her. Like, he, he went against the contract. He went against his master to help save her. Like, that's huge. Um, but that was big, obviously. Um, so there's that. Um... Let's see, because so we got Vin killing Zane. Oh, Zane. One more thing about Zane, actually. Yeah, you, you probably uh, two more things that I can think of. Um, one, Zane had a spike in his chest. Seemingly only one spike. You know, I feel like if he had more, you know, we would have heard him think that when, you know, when, you know, when that was being revealed to us. Um, you know, but I feel like that changes a lot where... He has a spike in his chest, so we're assuming that's somewhat like an Inquisitor. Because um, the only other time we've heard of a character having a spike in, in them is, is Inquisitors and Lord Ruler. Um, well, no, the Lord Ruler didn't have... Did the Lord Ruler have spikes in him? Lord Ruler only had the... No, 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 he, he, he didn't. I remember Marsh wanting to kill him the same way he, Marsh killed the other Inquisitors. But then being like, oh, there's there's no spike. It's like, oh, that, that was a great guess, March. No, he didn't. He had the, uh, he had a lot of the uh, uh, ferrochemy stuff in like uh, pierced in him, but he didn't have any spikes. Um, so yeah, so we've, you know, we've only seen Inquisitors. And so I'm assuming that, I, I, you know, again, unless it was just some tragic accident, um, I'm assuming there is some like ferrochemy or not not ferrochemy. Well, yeah, yeah, ferrochemy slash inquisitor type stuff that happened with him, which would explain why he was so strong. Um, but again, I think, yeah, I don't, I, again, we don't really know how the inquisitors work yet, but we know that it, that inquisitor is very very powerful. So having one spike, I, I mean, maybe does do spikes equal power? <laughs> Like, if you have, like, nine spikes, is that crazy? I'm just assuming one spike is, like, not as good as an Inquisitor, but still gives them power for some reason. So, if that is the case, it would explain why he was more powerful. Aside from the fact that he trained as a Mistborn for a lot longer than Finn has. Um, but that would explain a lot. But then that, that just answers more, that just asks more questions, where it's like, when did that happen is Straff the one who did that? Why did Straff do that? How did Straff do that? Because, I mean, again, 
the 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 inquisitor people i guess race <laughs> um a lot of mysteries no one really knows i mean uh, other inquisitors do know i mean remember at the end of uh the end of the last book i think is when marsh sort of had a comment about you know like he basically said that he knows how inquisitors are made but but he would rather not get into it and so with that it's like it's it's it's, it's a secret so if straff did somehow again like how did he get that info um and again i still don't know exactly how that affected him but it, it would make a lot of sense um opens up the door to have other spikes where it's like is it is having spikes that bad like it, you know would it be beneficial for vin to get a spike or or uh my mind just went blank of every alamancer <laughs> character in the book you know like ham or uh breeze or whatever you know would be beneficial for them to get one maybe can only mistborn get them well no that doesn't make sense because most if not all inquisitors weren't mistborn. i mean marsh wasn't a mistborn when he got his spikes so again a lot of questions about the rules and what that actually means again if it wasn't important, I don't think Brandon would have written that part of Zane's thoughts, you know, so clearly something has happened in there. Um, speaking of Inquisitors, there was a brief thing where uh, the one boy from whatever uh, told Ellen that he saw an Inquisitor. Um, I think they said there was other maybe whispers of an Inquisitor, but like this guy, he's like, hey, th this kid right here. If he said it, it's true, you know, and they kind of brushed past it, you know, you know, Ellen was like, all right, we're going to put more people on watch or whatever. But my first thought was, I mean, it can only be one of two things. It's Marsh or it's not Marsh, you know, Marsh would make sense because I mean, one, he's a, he's a character that we know and love. Um, we also saw him earlier in this book with Sazed. Marsh was very, very adamant that Saza could get back here. Uh, it was like, no, everything important is happening in Luthadel. You have to go there. So if he feels that way, maybe he also felt that he should be here at some point as well. Um, yeah. And then, I, like I said, or it's not Marsh, but what would that mean? I mean, I feel like at that point, if, 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 if an Inquisitor that's not Marsh is there, that's dangerous because that to me says... The Inquisitors are, like, coming back to Luthadel to maybe try to take back control of, you know, of the central dominance to then spread their, uh, their, like, reach to all of the final empire. Um, that would be scary. That would be another, <laughs> another variable in this that we do not need. We have Set, well, well, no, I guess Set and his army left. Because Vin and, uh, you know, Vin and Zane kind of took care of that, but we still have Straff to deal with the Kolos um our own people starving and freezing to death so having uh having even just one one rogue inquisitor in our midst not not uh not ideal so we have that and then uh yeah we got a few more things uh i guess we'll mention the kolos we'll go there uh, we, you know, we do see more of them. The, the important thing I wanted to latch onto though, was the Kolos being paid mixed with the one Kolos saying, you think we're Kolos, we are human. 
them getting paid, them wearing clothing. Very weird behavior. This isn't something that I think anyone has ever seen before. Like, it, it, it looks like the Kolos are trying to be humans, or, or, or they think they're humans. They're, there's something in them. If, I don't know if they're, like, delusional, if it's just their weird Kolos brains. Um, maybe them having a human leader in in uh the one king ellen's friend uh is like making them think they're humans or something i don't know uh but that is scary because they're not <laughs> you know they're most certainly not humans um just for them to think that's like what is what are the next steps in their thinking you know they already talked, I mean, the one I already talked to Alan and was like, we're human, we're going to kill all of you and then live in your city. <laughs> it's like, hmm, okay, first off, that's scary. I don't, I don't want you telling me that. Especially how, like, matter of fact, he said it, right? Um, but also just, like, it's, it's weird to hear a Kolos uh, speak like a human, I guess. I don't really know how else to say it because... Um, again, you know, we don't know too much about them, but from what we've gleaned in the book from other characters and stuff, um, they seem to just be like this, like ravage, just wild, unpredictable people. So for one of them, at least, um, and, 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 you know, and seemingly all the other ones feel that way as well, because they are all accepting payment. They are all wearing clothes and everything, um, for one of them to just say it bluntly and say, "Oh no, we're we're not Kolos. We're we are human, and we and and we're gonna take your city, live in your homes, eat your food." It's just like it's it's so strange, you know. Um, hey, I mean, you know, uh, you, you know, a lot of people are coming, uh, you know, Sazed and Ellen or whatever, you know, they're they're kind of tying that to possibly the Lord Ruler, you know, another thing that the Lord Ruler was doing, um, kind of suppressing those urges. Um, you know, making them as as subservient as as one can when it comes to Kolos. Uh, but uh, we don't know. You know, you know, maybe they're maybe they're gonna rise up now. And you know, strange that they think they need justice, but I guess they don't really know how to get money. Justice giving them, you know, fake money. You know, we we know there's like painted wood or whatever, but it's interesting. You know, and 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 their army too. It seems like they're getting a lot closer to uh, attacking. You know, right now Justice has them kind of at their on a leash. He seems to be like very close to to, to cracking though. Um, but again, you know, we're still in the middle of is Straff going to go first? A Cole's going to attack first? We'll see. Uh, yeah, and then. One more thing. What else do we have? Uh, oh, yeah. Another th scene that could be forgotten is Sazed and Tindwell. They were researching and they noticed that uh, a portion of one of their notes was ripped, torn away. Can't, you know, you know, can't find the, the, the missing piece of the page. And then they, they, you know, they start scrambling and they start looking at other copies of that same thing. And the same sentence was ripped away from all their copies. The copies, the, the, the initial rubbing, um, 
And the sentence was, I don't think I wrote it down verbatim, but it was a sentence that said, uh, Alendi cannot, Alendi cannot be allowed to reach the well of ascension and take the power for himself. Something like that, right? Um, interesting. There's, there's, there's a couple questions there. One, who was doing that? I mean, clearly it was intentional, you know? If it was just random rips of different sentences, then it'd be like, oh, someone was meddling. And then we have a whole other branch to follow. But with this one, it's like specifically that sentence. Who would do that? Who even knows about their re- Like, I don't think anyone knows about their research. So it would have to be, you know, like Vin <laughs> or something. Um, or maybe just like some other spy or something. But again, like, who though? Like... I don't think anyone in the city knows or would care about something like that. You have outside people like Set or Straff, and it's like, I don't, I don't even, like, none of that makes sense. So like, who was doing it? Why that sentence in particular to try to, like, take the information away from Sazed and Tindwell doesn't really make sense. Um, and then, you know, even... I forget, I'm pretty sure it was Sazed who said this. It was like, yeah, but yeah, but wouldn't the person know that we're we're keepers? And like, we can, <laughs> I, I, I can just instantly recall what that pincing sentence was. So again, it's, it's, it's someone who either somehow knows about their research, but doesn't know that Sazed and or Tindwell are keepers, or doesn't care. But even then, it's like, it's it's worthless, you know? You imagine even if someone burned all of the copies completely, Sazed and Tindwell, well, Sazed more than Tindwell because, you know, Sazed made sure to commit it to memory. I'm sure Tindwell did as well, but um, they could just recall it. So again, the, it, you know, just some questions there of like, who did that, why they do it, how they get in there, Um and nothing I can think of really makes sense. Because I'm, if you rack your brain and try to think of every character that we've seen so far in the book, it's like, why would any of them do that? Almost every character is way too, <laughs> way too occupied with the siege. <laughs> you know, so it's like, who would take their time and do this and why, you know? Doesn't have any, it, it only ever so slightly pertains to the siege you know their research has almost nothing to do with what they're actually doing or or like with the current problems facing Luthadel right now so yeah I, I just wanted to note it because I think it is something small but it's very very strange of like how that was able to happen and then that branches out like I said to who and why um so and then the last thing uh put my book down because there's only one more thing like i said the ending the very 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 ending with sazed um so to recap sazed lied to them we know it's a lie before sazed said it was a lie he didn't say it was a lie but you know the, the very last paragraph of this part was like was from sazed's perspective so he was you know he was thinking about the, the lie he just told and the lies he's going to have to continue to tell. Uh, but we knew this because, you know, he had the secret meeting with the rest of Kel's crew. Um, 
I kind of took advantage of the situation too. So again, he he definitely feels guilty, but it's like, ah, it's what I got to do. So he, you know, he told, just straight up told Vin and Ellen that he knows where the Well of Ascension is. It is up north. It is in Terrace. Um, through my research, I have, I've gathered this, all that stuff. Um, knowing that Vin would, is, is chomping at the bit to figure out what happened at the Well of Ascension. Um, got her to want to go, convinced Ellen to go and say, ah, everything's fine here. It's not fine. But the way Sazet says it, it's like, ah, you know, Penrod's going to give, you know, He's going to give the city this trap anyway. You guys won't be here. We can hide. You know, we are, we're very good at that. Um, you know, there's no reason for our people to die. Strap doesn't even want to like, you know, he doesn't want to just like commit genocide to everyone here. Like he mostly just hates us. And if you're not here and we hide, then there's nothing he can do. He just really wants the ATM when it comes down to it. So, uh, so everything will be fine here. You know, it won't be ideal, but you don't have to worry about us being slaughtered or anything like that. And you can go and find the well. And, you know, once you get there, you can figure out what the power is and hopefully come back, help us out. You know, he even mentions like, oh, well, you know, maybe Vin will, similar effect uh, will happen to Vin as happened to Lord Ruler. And you can, maybe she'll be changed and she can help us, help the world, you know. If you don't take the power, but you, you release it, maybe, you know, you know, that should theoretically, you know, help save the entire world, you know, maybe even get rid of the ash, uh, take the mist away, beat the deepness, uh, make the sun not red, all that stuff. Sazed is, <laughs> Sazed just can't stop lying in this moment. He's just, he, he's just saying whatever he can to, to appeal to both, uh, Vin's, I don't know, desires as well as Ellen's desires uh, you know, when it comes to the city, and so, he does very well, um, realize, obviously, he's lying, um, he, you know, he's even going to, uh, forge a map for them, I think there's a couple things that is, is very interesting that will possibly come out of this, one, we're assuming Luthadel is not fine. We're assuming Luthadel is not going to end up the way that he says it's going to. Um, he, what he's explaining to Vin and Ellen is the best case scenario. Um, Luthadel is going to fall. And I'm not as confident in Sazed's words that Straff is just going to be like, yeah, we got it. <laughs> you know, could be wrong. You know, I mean, I, I, again, I mean, especially with Straff and, and the Kolos, it's like, we don't really know what's going to happen here. Even with the Kolos coming, it's like, they they could not be controlled. They could just murder everybody. You know, so very optimistic about that. Um, also, the well, we know it's not there. Now there's a chance that the ultimate coincidence could happen in this story and the well actually is there Sazed didn't know that he's just you know he's just saying stuff um the well could be there and then we could actually get some sort of uh big climax again the next part we read will be the end so we're assuming they 
we're assuming they reached the well in this book. The book is called The Well of Ascension. Um, maybe not. I don't know. It would, it would make sense. Um, yeah. And then also, uh, aside from that, we'll hopefully see the Terrace people, see more of their people, see what's going on there. Uh, you know, learn more about Kelsey and where he came from. Um, but assuming, even though the book is called what it's called, uh, assuming that Sazed is lying, because he is, and the well is not actually there, the, the biggest coincidence in the world does not occur, uh, frustration will happen, to say the least. Um, Vin and Ellen will spend way too much time searching for it. And they'll realize it's not there, and they'll come back, and they'll be upset at Sazed, who hopefully will still be alive, I guess. You know, in his case, we hope he's dead, because if he's not, Vin will come back and kill him. <laughs> uh, not really, I don't think Vin would ever hurt him, but, you know, it's the it's the sentiment that I guess I'm, I'm putting out there. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, I mean, I mean again, Sazed explained the best case scenario, I don't think that's going to happen, though, I think a lot of people are going to die. Um, yeah, very sad too, but again, like, Sazed, from his perspective, I, I can definitely understand why he did this, because, like, we, we can't have you here when this falls, because when it happens, we know who you guys are, and you guys are going to want to fight, and we don't think that they can take all of them, two armies, one of them especially being Kolos, it's like, Sazed sees them Vin more so, but Vin and Ellen as two people who need to survive, who need to be here, and not not here in in, in Luthada, obviously, but here to make changes, here to help progress the Ska and just society as a whole forward, which is what he was kind of explaining in his secret meeting with them. Um, them here dying doesn't help anybody. Um... You know, we'll see though. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but that is that is the part. That's pretty much everything I had to say. Uh, pretty much all the big stuff that I I I noted. So uh, yeah, that's it. Um, next time we are next week we are finishing the book. Um, just to be specific, I closed my page. Just to be specific, we are covering chapters forty nine through fifty nine. Um, that that includes the the epilogue as well, um, just cause I mean, forty nine through fifty nine, but also the epilogue, cause I'm sure there's something there. There was there was something big in the last epilogue, right? Wasn't that like Finn and Saza talking about stuff or whatever? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we'll finish the book. That'll be a good time. And uh, yeah, let me know what you thought of this part. Um, anything I missed, any big stuff, um, predictions for next time too, like, what do you think is going to happen, again, me, I'm like, they're going to go, they're not going to find anything, they might learn stuff about the terrorist people, um, I don't know, I mean, I, I'm assuming we're not going to see a lot of the journey, I, you know, I feel like we're just going to, like, hard cut to them, like, arriving at terrorists, I don't think the journey is important, maybe it is, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't remember, um, and then I feel like we'll be knee-deep in, whatever's happening, Straff coming first, Kolos coming first, whatever happens there, you know, I feel, you know, I feel like it'll be a pretty harsh jump cut, but, uh, yeah, 
that is it. Excited for the next part. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's see what happens at the end of Well of Ascension.